Hello and welcome to the round 8 review on the Dr. Supergoat podcast and what a week we just had to endure with players like Adams, Higgins, Wells, Barlow all falling down. We've got some serious issues to deal with this week as well, having the MRP already confirmed Boyd being out this week, noise of Ablett being out this week. Um, I'm joined by Geary. Geary, how are you going, mate? Hey, mate. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Um, even though I only scored 2,007 this round, it did see me rise 963 spots. Wowzers. Yeah, um, I was quite shocked when I uh, opened up Supercoach on Sunday night and saw it, and I am ranked 38,399th. Ouch. So, <laughs> not great, but I still rose this week, so we'll take the little win. That's fair enough. I would like to point out straight away that you, you're standing in some sort of tornado or gale force wind. Um, you're in Melbourne, so yeah, I'm sure it's most people are in Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just excuse any sort of little behaviour from the wind that you might hear. My team, my team did okay on the weekend. I scored 2,096. I had an extra rookie on the field due to Higgins being out, which was unexpected. I did rise 2,000 rankings and I'm into 9,000th, so back into the top 10k for me. Yeah. Which, uh, as opposed to last week where the community team actually overtook me, this week they've done the opposite. They've gone from 9,000 to 11,000, so we've essentially switched places. With a, um, They only scored a measly 1989, so I think they have some pressing issues that they have to deal with this week, that's for sure. On to those pressing issues straight away, we're going to go to the rookies that may need culling. First off the bat, Darcy Byrne-Jones, 326k, break-even 63. Geary, what would you be doing with Darcy? Look, there are Darcy Byrne-Jones, he's a pretty solid uh, scoring defender besides that one week. He, he has scored us uh, 100s before. So looking at some of these other rookies on our list, I reckon it just be might just be worth uh, waiting out for two weeks to get the 31 out of his rolling average because I reckon... He can still go up to about 380, 390 before we cull him. Yep, I agree. Um, especially considering all the woes that we have in the back line, we might need his valuable 70 to 80 that he tends to put out most weeks. Oh, geez, wouldn't it be so typical of the last week if he got dropped? Oh, um, if it did happen, then I think my trade plans are completely gone out the window. Supercoach would have to, yeah. as it's as an entity itself, go out the window. Oh, yeah. Or at least, like, you know, they just give us a free trade. Yeah. Or something I've, like that. I've heard um, a lot of people call for um, buy-round trades already. Yeah. Three trades a week. They couldn't come... To, yeah, it couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, for, for first, for a change, we're actually looking for, towards the buy-rounds. So we want those yeah. uh, three trades per week. Yeah. Um, next player, anyways, uh, Mitch Brown, 300k now. He's made us a lot of coin, considering he was scoring those 30s, 40s, low 50s for most of the um, most of the season. He did pull out an 80, then a 90. Back down to earth this week with a 20. Um, his break-even's only at 53. They take on St. Kilda this week. What would you advise to do with Brown? Um, I would, personally, I'm going to move him on this week. Yep. Um, I think those 80s and 90s were, that's just a flash in the pan. I don't think we'll see too much of that this year. And there's 
every chance he's going to score another 20 or 30 again. I was just unfortunate enough that I missed out on the 80s and 90s, um, like, on the field, and I managed to field him this week, and I scored the 29. Um, As far as uh, moving him on is concerned, I think now's a pretty good time to move him on. Um, I'm in the opposite boat. Um, Might be might be somewhat influenced by the fact that I held McCarthy, but I will be holding Brown this week. And against St Kilda, I, I do kind of expect him to hit that 50 break even and at least stagnate in price a couple of weeks while I can fix other issues on the field. However, if if Brown is your, one of your main issues, which he very well could be for a lot of people, I can completely justify trading him out this week. Yeah. As with his teammate Hartley, he's also 300k, so they're, I think they're 0.1k. Like, Hundred thousand k off each other in price, but his break even's only only down at forty four. So how how would you go with Hartley? Um, I think Hartley you can afford to hold. Uh, I think Hartley's uh, scoring potential is a lot higher than Mitch Brown. Yeah, and you probably would have been fielding him at least this week. Like at least this week, you would have had to field him with all these injuries. Yeah, um, and I think you can still afford to uh, have him on your field, like, just for this week or just until this uh, carnage has disappeared. Yeah, well, he's scoring 70, so, I mean, it could be worse. It could be Mitch Brown scoring 20s. He seems like he's just going to he's gonna pull out a couple of 60s, couple of 70s, and, I mean, he's going to stay around that 300k price for another fortnight, yeah. maybe even a month, so we've got the luxury of being yeah. able to hold him for a little while longer while the other ones get cold. Yeah. Um, like, you can always... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, you can always uh, be happy with a rookie like that scoring 60s and 70s. Like, you can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. They're going to stick around that 300k price range, and yeah. have, that's a, that's quite a bit of cash made anyway. So, Burns only 20k off that, and he's the next one on the list. Um, 53 break-even. He was another one to have an average week this week. I've got Burn. I'm not. I'm not quite sure if you do, but I will be holding him um, for sure. I think he's got a little bit more to make, but at least he'll stagnate and won't lose me any money. Nah, I think like there's no real point trading Burn at this stage. Like if you were tossing up between someone like Brown and Burn, I think I'd just say Brown's probably the bigger priority yeah. one because Brown. Is probably more prone to scoring a twenty or a thirty, and also you'd get more cash out of doing the trade. Like Brown's twenty k more than Burn is at the moment, so that twenty k could go to would be the difference between uh, I don't know, say Pendles and someone else that's maybe like five ninety k. Like that yeah. could be the difference. Yeah, completely agree. Um, yeah, in, in my pro- list of priorities, Brown is definitely higher on the list to trade out than Burn. Now, if you've kept Davis this long, I I traded him a fortnight ago prematurely, but it doesn't seem to have burnt me on the other end. Would you still persist with Davis? I mean, he's he's still finding his way back into that ever so injured team, which I'm I'm not sure how he's not playing in at the moment. Yeah, the thing is with Davis, like you don't know when he's going to come back, and he hasn't made you that much cash either. And me personally, I'm just going to be using Davis as an emergency loophole yep. at this stage until he comes back or until like another rookie comes in that I really need to get Yep. Um, and in that case I'll call Davis but at this stage I'll just let him sit on my team and I'll use his loophole 
Yeah, um, I'd advise to do the same thing as well. Um, considering some people are actually staring at donuts this week, Davis is probably the least of your problems. He's not losing you any money, and I mean, by all reports, he's doing really well in the knee full, so he could find his way back into the side soon. Sam Kerridge is next, 368k. He's made us a ton of money as expected. His break-even's up to 70, but I, I think it's ludicrous for anyone to even consider trading him out so early. Yeah, um, he's, you'd need his points as well. He's also one of those players who can get you those tons and those you know those high scores that you'd want from a rookie. Yep. Um, if anything, you'd need his points more than the cash right now, especially with all the carnage happening to our teams. You'd need carriage on the field, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous, like you said, to move him on. Yeah, um, he's a safe option with points, and he's also a safe option with money. He's break-even 17. He's hit that numerous times this year, so um, just hold on to the carriage. Um, another one that's... Uh, I can't mention him with carriage, but he's, he's not losing you any money. He's managed you to 27K, so he hasn't made you much money. But his break even still down at 48, so he's not going to lose you any money either. What would you do with manager? Uh, I think if you've got manager, just hold him. He's... Like he hasn't, he's not going to lose your money, but he's just you're not going to get much out of trading him. Like he's always like there's always rookies that have made more cash than him, so obviously it would be it would make more sense to trade them out instead. And manager, he doesn't look like he's going to lose his spot in that Richmond team. So if anything, he's just really good backup. <laughs> really bad backup, but at least he's playing really every bad, game. Like, yeah, at least yeah, that's the positive thing. At least he's playing, and he hasn't. I don't think he's actually dropped money yet. This no. season, so hopefully that continues. Like maybe he'll pull out a fifty this week. <laughs> Wishful thinking that he's going to whip out a massive fifty. Um, no, a massive fifty. But I agree, he's he should be very low on your priorities um, right now because um, there's just bigger bigger fish to fry. There's more money to be made elsewhere, and manager's not hurting you on the other, on the other side. So you you actually might as well just hold him. Georgie Hewitt, he's at 244k. His break-even's only 34. Um, I'm going to say right now, he's made enough money for me, and his break-even is decent enough for me. I've traded him out this week, and I've cashed in on Hewitt. Um, it's not a must. You don't need to get rid of Hewitt this week, but he's at that stage where, I mean, if you need that money, you might as well cull him because he's not going to make you t- lots more, is he? Nah, he's not going to make it that much more. He doesn't seem like he's going to get those, you know, those big scores that he started out with. However, if you do have bigger priorities, you can still afford to hold. Yeah, definitely. I think his uh, mate Papley might be a better trade-out if you have him as well. Like well, Papley's 286k, he's got a 56 break-even, so he's a 20 points odd on the break-even than Hewitt. The bigger thing is, is that he's 40k extra, so you gain quite a bit more by trading out Papley over Hewitt. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd advise to do that for sure. But I, in this case, I don't have Papley, but that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, me neither. But now would be a good time to lop his head off. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> and whom we're going to lob his head off is number one bubble boy this week is McPherson. He's, he's only down at 102k. And he's got a negative 75 break even. Two pretty good showings in the first two games. An injury-riddled Suns. I don't think they can afford to drop any of their young kids at this point. McPherson just looks the goods, doesn't he? Oh, he's he's probably the best 
rookie option this week, and he's probably the only one that I'd consider downgrading to. Obviously, if you did the double downgrade last week with Keys and Petrarca, you probably wouldn't need to. But, yeah, if you do need to do the downgrade, McPherson's probably the only one that I'd be looking at. There are a few others, but they're not in the same league as McPherson is at the moment. No, not for scoring potential and money-making potential. The others that you refer to, one of them being Caden Brand, who's on the bubble this week. He's 123k Hawthorne player, negative 43 break-even. The only thing that's appealing about Brand at the moment is that he's a defensive rookie, and I mean, in a in a time where we could be looking at a donut, and if we needed to swing, I mean, trade Brown or Adams, and don't have any swing options, Brand's not the worst pick. How would you go with that? I would avoid it if I can. Yeah. But if we needed to do it desperately. And if you had absolutely no choice, we'll get to that later with dealing with covering donuts in our defense. But ideally, you don't. No. um, Like, it's an absolutely last resort option that we do trade brand into our sides. Yeah, he hasn't shown a lot, but he... um, And, I mean, job security-wise, it's never good if you're wearing the, uh, the brown and gold, but... I mean, of defensive rookies, he's not terrible enough to have to pass on him even even if you have to make a downgrade in that um, in that line. So, Brian, not not too bad, but avoid it if you can. Crocker, he's a 117k Collingwood player, mid-forward eligibility. He's got a negative 25 break even. Now, I sort of categorise him with Brian. If you need to get rid of a forward rookie this week and can't swing in and get McPherson, can't swing back and get Brand, I reckon Crocker's not the worst option. They'll probably keep playing him considering they need to preach youth in that side. What are your thoughts on Crocker? I like Crocker a bit better than Brand. I think he's got a bit more to show yep. than Brand. I think he's, I reckon he's capable of scoring, though, scoring an 80 or 90 here and there. Similar to Josh Smith, except uh, Crocker does did seem to lurk in that forward in that forward half of Collingwood, and the ball did go down there quite a bit on Saturday against uh, my precious <laughs> Lions. Yes. We, that, um, was painful. that was painful to watch. Well, um, if it makes you feel better, I did tip Collingwood. Uh, it doesn't make me feel better, Jordan. Absolutely <laughs> not. My um, bad. Crocker's not a bad trading option. Uh, you wouldn't be fielding him, I hope. No. But his job security does seem okay for now. Yep, I agree. He's another specialist player where you, you only really want to trade them in if you need a forward. Last but not least is Redmond. I don't know a lot about Redmond. He's 117k, negative 13 break even. What sort of information do you have on Redmond? Would you consider trading him in? I wouldn't consider trading Redmond in. We've got Crocker for that same position. Like They're both mid-forwards, both 117k. Yep. Crocker has a lower break even and he seems and just based on the information that we have uh crocker seems to have the better scoring potential yep i completely agree um i haven't considered redmond for a second just to rate those three keys i'd say mcpherson's your main trading option unfortunately if you don't have that mid forward defense ruck um eligibility switcheroo whatever and you can't get mcpherson in 
well, you pretty much can't rank them all out of each other. It's either you get McPherson in or you have to get someone like Brandon Crocker in. Either of them are decent options, yeah. um, but they're not ideal. Yeah, McPherson obviously number one priority. Yeah. And if you can't, then you'd be looking at guys like Crocker or Brand. But yeah, three, yeah, not being able to swing. Just a word of advice, Hopper did rack up 30 touches in his debut and I'm seeing a lot of people trade him in. Just wait a week. Like, McPherson's right there. Just wait a week. Like, how many players do we see get injured the week after? And I don't want to say that. And, I mean, Toby Green's out of that side. You never know what can happen. Hopper, for some reason, could get dropped or work on his defensive side, whatever it is. Just wait another week and see that he's, he's named for the third week so you can make sure you get that cash. Yeah, and on top of it, he's 190k, so... Like, it's a big risk. That's probably... Yeah, you'd want to wait. You, this is probably one of those times you don't want to go early on a rookie. Like, I can understand if maybe you went to McPherson last week because it's a lot less riskier since he's, a, he's only 102k and at least you would have banked the cash from the downgrade. Yeah. But with Hopper, yeah. Like, the, the big difference is you're losing 90k on it as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Just leave off Hopper for this week. Chances are he's going to do well again next week, but if that does happen and you don't risk injury, get in then. Now, we're going to be upgrading some of these rookies and not just downgrading them. We've, uh, we've labelled three main options in each line. Um, we'll start with Pritis in the midfield. He's 496k, he has a 100 break-even, so I suppose you could wait another week on him. But it looked like he sprung back into form on the weekend. Um, would you consider Prudis? Oh, yeah, he's probably my number one... He's my number one trading target this week, and unless something goes drastically wrong in my defence, then Prudis would be my trading option this week. You can't afford to wait a week, though, because his break-even's 100 and he's still got that really crappy score from the week before uh, in his calculation. Yep. 496, you can't go wrong. No, you I can't completely go wrong agree. He's, I mean, I have my my, my doubts about Prudis. Um, I haven't seen him score too much, A, in a game away from WA. I know he has turned up a couple of times. B, in a loss. Um, I'm not sure how many losses he's turned up in this year. Are just three scores in a row of less than 90. That's super concerning from any premium. I mean, if, if Gary Ablett came out and did that, and he almost is, I wouldn't yeah. trade in Gary Ablett the next week. So, I mean, I, I do have my concerns. I'm willing to give it another week. If he comes out big again this week, then I will be looking to trade him in. But, yeah, I obviously completely condone trading him in this week as well due to his history. I mean, he's yeah. proven gun, so... Yeah, yeah all premiums have their patch like their poor patch throughout the season and it just so happened that Pendles had his a few weeks ago yeah. before that and now look at him now he's like, Robbie Gray's in one at the moment as well yeah he is he in this week Jordan um yes definitely yeah if he's in then in a couple of weeks Robbie Gray should be sub 400 yeah sub 500 sorry yep yep yep, yep. yeah he should be sub he should be sub 500. Um, yeah, and, and who, he's another um, one that you look at down the road, but mainly, yeah, Prittis this week, he just looks absolutely right for the picking. Yeah, Prittis, prime prime position to pick. Uh, there's not many other midfielders that are really 
good to go this week. No, none of them are um, screaming out. Paying, yeah, unless if you like, if you can afford to go to Pendles this week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, advise against it. But Prittis is like basement ready to go. You'll save uh, more than a hundred k going to Prittis over Pendlebury, so I mean that that does say a lot. Um, anyways, we'll move on to the next target, and personally, I've traded him in this week. Um, I did always have my doubts on him, but the way he played in a loss away from home, um, Montagna's, um, I feel very, very confident about trading in Montagna this week. He's 530k. His break-even's down to 77. He won't be cheaper um, unless something drastic happens. What are your thoughts on Montagna, mate? Um yeah, well, Montagna was always going to be a top 10 uh, forward uh, for the season. Um, and now that he's seemingly bottomed out and his break-even's more than achievable for someone like Montagna, um, I think now's a very good time to jump on if you are looking for a forward upgrade. Yeah, I couldn't exactly swing anything into the back or midfield, so I'm quite happy to do the, the forward upgrade. Um, it also gives me another week to look at the, um, to look at Prittis, who I'm not exactly keen on at the moment. So, Montagna's a jump-on-now type of player. I don't think he'll be much cheaper. Yeah. On along his lines, the player that just came out and scored 140 in your back line, Sam Doherty, he's at 512k. His break-even's like a rookie's. It's down at 37 at 512k. That's amazing. Have you considered trading in Doherty? Yes. Um, if... My uh, defence, if I get any more carnage in my defence, I would go Doherty instead of Prittis. Yep. Um, I was thinking Cade Simpson, but I think I might be priced out just. Yep. So Doherty's probably the next best option at his price point. And, yeah, break even 37. And he seems to have taken a step up in his scoring potential from last season yeah. so that's always um, a positive take out yeah natural progression showing him take his average up another level and it was already going on like, on the up for the past three seasons so I do rate Doherty I do rate his chances to become a top six defender yeah I'm even yeah. going to go as far as top six Simpson's probably the safer and better option but I mean, he's he's priced way higher than Doherty at the moment, so if you're pushing those pennies, then Doherty's by no means the um the worst yeah. worst off pick. I mean, yeah. you'd, you'd be happy with either. Yeah. yeah, like obviously my first option would have been uh, Simpson, but uh, Doherty is just the one that's it fits my uh, budget right now. So yeah, unfortunately, like un- nothing nothing against Doherty is still fantastic pick but if you can go to Simpson I'd recommend doing that yep would you like to rate these three players these bottom out primos that we've just spoken about in um, how people should be prioritising getting them in okay I'd say number one priority would be Prittis I think just the midfield unless you've got your eyeing off uh, Robbie Gray or Pendles or just or like me, you're eyeing off another midfielder. <laughs> no, no, um, no, 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 no. You're giving us the three and then you're giving exceptions. So just straight up, top three, 
If you had a clean Straight sheet, up top three. if you had a clean sheet team, who clean, would you get in? All right, clean sheet team. All right, Prudis uh, one, Montagna two, Doherty three. All right, I'd in do, order of yep, one, one being the most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I order mine a touch differently. I go Montagna one, purely for the yep. fact that. You'll get another look at Prudis, only 5 or 10k cheap, uh, more expensive the next week, and he still does have a slight question mark. So, Montagna 1, Prudis 2, Doherty 3, and that's no disrespect to Doherty, because I, I also think he's an excellent pick. Now, yeah. the reason you'd pick him, like you've got Laird, Adams, Boyd, Hooley even, uh, there's just a massive group of defenders that are missing, and they're popular defenders, and it's carnage, and... Yeah. What would you? What would be your best advice for people wanting to cover potential donuts in their defence? How would you trade? Okay, for me personally, and I'm sure uh, a lot of people would be in my situation. I know you're not, Jordan, but yeah. I'll explain. I'll explain my situation. Go. So I have a forward defensive link um, in my team. So I've got uh, Tiffin Woody in my forward line. Yep. And I've got Adams in my back line. So that donut could be covered with a straight switch. Yep. Yes, yeah, so all you need to do is hit the trade button on McDonald. I mean, the substitute button on McDonald Tipping Woody, uh, switching with um, Adams, and that's bingo. You're done. You're covered. All right. Um, that, that is so the ideal have, I, scenario. Yeah, that's the ideal scenario. So you'd have. You'd have Boyd and Laird on the bench, and hopefully you don't have any extra outs like Hawley or anyone like that. And then you'd have uh, six playing defenders, albeit most of them being rookies. Yeah. And in your forward line, you should have enough to get you by. If you have Barlow uh, and Wells and Adams in your forward line, then <laughs> ideally you have a mid-forward swing in your team to cover those outs as well. Oh, there's a lot hanging on the swing this year. A lot. Yeah. This is probably... Like, in previous seasons, I think the importance of the dual position eligibility wasn't seen. It was more really taken for granted. Yeah. But I think this year, with all these injuries, especially this week, you really see the value. And, like, even in guys like Connor Manager, trade him out for a rookie with maybe with a bit iffy job security and you could find yourself in a bit of hurt. So I think ideally you just use the link and switch them around and you're set. All right. Yeah, that would be absolutely perfect. If you're like me and you have absolutely no links anywhere and you've somehow exhausted all of them trading, um, covering other such issues during the season, I would not hesitate in trading out Adams. It sounds a little bit extreme, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about training Boyd. I wouldn't even think about training Laird. As with Hooley, even though I'd, I'd love to advise trading him out, those players yeah. will be top six, and in Hooley's case, probably top ten in their position. If you trade them out, they're either going to burn you on the other stat side, or you're going to want to trade them back in. Adams has technically done his job. He's probably done um, exceeded expectations with the amount of money that he's earned. So do not hesitate. Do not get connected to all these rookies because they scored you a ton once and won your league matchup. I would trade Adams in a heartbeat. 
cash that money and getting someone like Caden Brand. Um, if you had the money to upgrade, I'd upgrade someone like Doherty. Um, I just wouldn't think twice about it. Uh, Adams would be out of my team. And yeah, that, that's um, only if you don't have I'm, that link. Yes. And I'm not sure what the word is at the dogs at the moment if Adams is ready to come back. But if he is coming back this week, then you can always afford to hold. Yeah. Um, if Adams is coming back and you still have Laird and Boyd and for some reason you have a non-playing rookie on the bench, I would simply... I'd hold those premiums, make sure you keep those top six defenders that you've worked so hard to get in, and I would simply sideways the non-playing defender as much as it sucks to someone like Caden Brand. Yeah. It's It, oh, yeah. it sucks to be even considering these types of options, but with yeah. the amount of injuries I'd that always, we have this year... Yeah, always look to upgrade first if you can in yeah. that scenario. Certainly. So... Um, um. If you had to downgrade someone like Hewitt prematurely or someone along those lines just to get the money to upgrade Adams, I, I wouldn't think twice about that. I'd do it. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's completely fair. Hopefully, fingers crossed for everyone out there, they've um, they've got the ability to swing people around and cover all their donuts like I did. Yeah. Last week, I had Wells and Barlow in my midfield on the bench, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last week was pathetic. Yeah, I had Wells in my midfield bench as well, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you that follow the Thursday slash Friday podcast, they spoke a lot about the um, charity that we're, that we're now contributing towards. We're obviously a non-profit page and don't um, don't plan on profiting. In Instead, would rather use our 20,000 followers to, um, to try and help something bigger than Supercoach, bigger than... Um, bigger than most things because everyone's um, at some point affected by cancer or know somebody that is so um, if you could head to the page that we will we'll post the link on the podcast on the podcast post on the page um, if you could just follow that I mean we a dollar a dollar would be amazing and it would contribute to a great cause we get a thousand listeners on the podcast a dollar each would make a thousand dollars which is Absolutely incredible. Yeah, Geary? Yeah, um, I know a few people that have been affected by this. Um, it's deadly, deadly disease. Yeah, if anyone, if anyone can contribute, even even a buck, even like, you know, pocket change, it would go, a little goes a long way, as the saying goes, and um, yeah. yeah, it's certainly something great to get around. It brings people together, uh, getting together to fight a cause like this. So you can't go wrong, really. I mean, uh, personally, and I'm, I'm not saying anyone else should put, uh, put any amount of money in it, especially not this, but I mean, I'll be chucking in at least $20 and what well, I miss out on, I mean, what, buying a, a thing of McDonald's over the week. So, I mean, big whoop kind of thing. There's, there's bigger and more important things out there and I mean every little cent helps so whatever you can contribute would be really really appreciated and that'll wrap up our podcast for the week thank you very much Geary uh, people can hit us up on Facebook we're on Twitter um, this will be on SoundCloud iTunes all the all the lot um, if you could just leave any sort of feedback anywhere it's all greatly appreciated what we can work on and we will talk to you all next week thanks Geary Thank you. Have a lovely week. See you guys.